I was looking forward to meet that person. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Have you been having a good Chinese New Year? Praise the Lord. You know, the last few um, service I've been, uh, past, past few sermons have been encouraging us to be very strategic, strategic to reach out, right? Yeah. And, and I, was, I myself was actually having someone in my heart, a relative that I wanted to visit. Just, I just feel like they are the ones I'm going to do something new to visit them. I'm thinking of arranging like next week to visit them. Uh, we're the first time for us, you know, as a family. And then lo and behold, yesterday they showed up at my place. It's, they beat me to it. Say, oh, we're just in the vicinity. Can we come and the whole family show up? And I just know that this is going to be a great year because God is wanting to be wanting us to be very strategic in reaching out to our loved ones. Amen. And I wish us all the same, you know, that this year we can see breakthrough in reaching people. Uh, uh, yeah, it'll be the gospel of Jesus Christ. Can I hear amen with that? Yeah. Uh, this... this um, <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> you know, I felt like the Lord gave me something really fresh in my heart to weave together all these elements of the Chinese New Year. There's so much food, you know, there's so much talk of prosperity, so much wishing one another of, you know, prosperity. And, and then also in line with what we've been talking about in the last few sessions, the, the, the now word from the Lord for us in this church family is about seeding. It's about being strategic in the way we sow for intentional harvest. And so I've woven all those elements into a, a message I want to call soul food for, <laughs> for true prosperity. And, and, uh, but before that, I just want to share something spontaneous in my heart. You know, I was just uh, in, a, in the midst of the worship just now, and, and I just felt like the Lord spoke to me, you know, or rather, gave me a word for us as a church family, you know, with so much tenderness, so much love, yet so much authority, so much firmness as a father. And I hear him say these words to us. He said, I love you so much, and I'm really for your good. I'm really for your good. And I want to see my goodness manifest in your life. So I want, I want to relay this word to you. I, I hear the father say, I, I, I really want to see my goodness manifest in your life. And I've sent forth my word because I want to prosper you. I want to deliver you from your bondage. I want to restore your soul. I want to bless your life. I want so much to see you walk in the fullness of what I've sacrificed my son to purchase you. And that is a life blessed of me, a life that can reflect my glory, my goodness, my character. I just hear the Lord says that, you know, that, that he really is for your good. And He really, really has given us the Word because He wants to prosper us. And I hear Him say that, work with my Word, my children. Do not get used to it. Do not get, get used to the Word of the Lord. The Lord said, work, work it. I've given you my Word so that you can, you, can, you can create your future. You can create your universe just as I've created the universe with my Word. I've given you my Word to prosper you to bless you, not to harm you, to give you a hope in the future. Work with my word. For I so much want to see you walk in the fullness of your identity, your inheritance in me, says the Lord. And so I just want to deliver that to you. People, God really loves us. He really loves us. Do you know He's rooting for you? He's rooting for your welfare. He is for your good. And when He sends forth His word, it's not to be a burden to you, but it's to be a blessing to you. Amen? His word is really a blessing to us. And so this season, I, 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 I just really feel the, the, the heart of our Father wanting to prosper us. 
And, and I want to believe with you that 2019 will be the year of true prosperity. And you know when I say true prosperity, if you've heard all my messages in time past, it's not just about money. It, it's just so much more than just financial. It does include financial provision. But God does want us to prosper in every aspect of life because it's His nature. Do you agree? It's God's nature. He is prosperous, by the way. Everything he does is, is good and in fact, it's excellent. When he created the universe, he can look upon his own handiwork every day and he said, it is good. He's proud of his handiwork. He is he's good in what he does and he's prosperous in all his ways. And you know what? He wants to see that reflected in your life. He wants to see that, that part of him, the glory of his being revealed and reflected through your life to the people around us so that Others would come to see, have a glimpse of God's goodness, His character, His glory, and they will be drawn to Him because of the way we live our lives for Him. Can I hear an amen? Amen. In this uh, new Chinese New Year season, we, I'm sure all of us have, have spoken all kinds of good words and greetings to people around us. And we have also received a lot of those greetings, right? Have you? Especially us, the Chinese brethren, especially. Can you just, just do this for me? Can you just... Declare those good words to the people around you. If you can speak it in Chinese, you can. Really, really, do it. Just do it. I have a reason for this. Just bless one another. Speak blessing. Declare goodness. Prosperity. Good health. Yeah. This is scriptural. This is biblical culture. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Just speak to over one another. Do you know this is actually heaven's culture? Yeah, it is a kingdom, it is a kingdom culture that we speak good over one another because we know words have such creative power. God created the universe with His words and He, he asked us, His children, to also learn to be savvy in the way we release goodness, blessing, using words because words are creative power. And actually, many of these greeting words that we use even through in the course of our Chinese New Year uh, 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 visitation and festivities, do you know most of them actually, I actually thought through many of them and those words that we spoke over our lohei, you know, actually much of those words are actually um, scriptural in their thought and intent. You know, they are actually good things to declare over one another. And I want to bring you to the first scripture of the day, you know, where, where it, it, it is really about prosperity in every sphere of our life, that it is the will of God for us. Third John 2, this is Apostle John who prayed uh, for the believers by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He declared these words. He said, Beloved, I pray that in, in all respects, in every area of your life, every sphere of your life, you may, that you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. And that is God's prosperity that He de intended, he, he, that He desires for all of us uh, in every aspect of our life to experience prosperity. And so if you look at this scripture, it really, uh, it really mentions uh, prosperities of different kinds. In, in, in this scripture, I see three different spheres of prosperity, three different kinds of prosperity. What, what are they? If you look at this, beloved, I pray that in all respects, in every area of life, 
you may prosper. Everybody shall prosper. That is natural prosperity, material prosperity. You know, when we say uh, uh, 学业进步 or, or all that, you know, it's, it, all these are material prosperity, uh, uh, 财源滚滚, all that. These are financial prosperity, which is uh, included here. And then he says that, and that you be in good health. That's physical prosperity. That's when we declare our kang and Longmachingsen and all that. And all this, he, he says, it will be just as your soul prospers. And that is soul prosperity. The, the in, that your heart's desire be fulfilled. That's actually one shi rui. You know, xin xiang shi cheng. These are soul prosperity. What you desire comes to pass. You, are, you, 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 you know, so I, I see three categories here in this, all this, all this declaration you just, you just made over one another. Uh, just, uh, I will not translate all, but it's okay, all right? Yeah, you know, we, uh, you know, all these are very usual kind of a greetings we hear, right? Uh, and, uh, the material prosperity, the physical prosperity, the soul prosperity kind of words, you know, uh, all that. And actually, this is, that's why I say actually a lot of our Chinese greetings over the Chinese New Year, is, they're really very scriptural, in their thought and intent. Actually, do you know, actually God does desire all this for us. He, he does desire all this for us. He, he does desire for us to have material, financial prosperity. He also desires for us to be in good health. That's physical prosperity. And he says, and, and, and he wants us to be internally prosperous in the, in the thoughts and intents of our heart, in our soul, that which we desire. The Bible says that, uh, that uh, he fulfills the desire of those who delight in him. He gives you, you know, he will fulfill your desire, you know. And, and all this, all this, he, act, he actually wants for us. That's why we are unabashed in speaking good words over one another, you know. And, and we know this all for us because in that scripture just now, we saw that, oh, sorry, uh, okay, let me jump back a little bit. We saw that this is spoken to the beloved. Who are the beloved? Believers. We are all the beloved of God. Are you a beloved of God? Tell the one next to you, you are a beloved of God, you know that. You are a beloved of God. You know, and this are uh, his desire for his beloved children. These are for his believers that, that we will experience prosperity in every sphere of our life, whether it be materially, financially, you know, physical health, in, in our in, in our soul, in the heart, in the mind, that we were in and out, that we experience prosperity. So I want us to begin with this thought here that. Prosperity in every area of life is the will of God for His beloved children. And I want you to say amen to that. You must, you must, I want us to start with this, this knowing that God, it is God's will that His children prosper in every aspect of life. And it is reflected in the scripture in many, many uh, uh, parts of the Bible. You know, He, he desires His people to do well. And also, in this scripture, we see that not only these are what he intends for his people, because it's written to the beloved, we are all his beloved, all right? He says here also that, that all this prosperity in all aspects of life, huh? you know, whether it be physical, financial, or uh, uh, financial material, or physical, it is just as your soul prospers. So that's soul prosperity. You know, what is soul prosperity? Spiritual well-being. What it means is that according to the, the Word of God, it is our spiritual well-being 
that leads to wellness in every areas of life. If today there's some area that is lacking in your life, whether it be health or finances or, or marital uh, relationship, whatever, if you have a deficit in those areas, lack of wellness, God says, how do you go about addressing those issues? Look into your spiritual well-being first. Because it is just as your soul, just as, that means according in proportion to, how much your soul is prospering. And so it's referring to your spiritual well-being, your internal issues, your, your heart, your mind, your belief system, your emotion, right? All of us who have gone through uh, Gospel Academy, you know what, is our, what, what does our soul constitute of? Our mind, the way we think, our beliefs, you know, our emotion, and which result in the way we make decisions, our will. You see, the Word of God says in this area, Spiritually, if you are well, every area will be well. In fact, all the areas of your life, is, their wellness is determined by how well you are in your soul. Just as your soul prospers. And so the word of the Lord is He really wants you to prosper. And He wants to instruct us where it begins. Where all the wellness, where is the source. The source is actually in our soul. Spiritual well-being is the source as well as the primer, actually, of wellness in all aspects of life. And that is true prosperity. Do you agree? You, know, you can be very rich financially. I, I minister to some really, really rich individuals that are so ill physically. That's not prosperity. I've also ministered to very powerful individuals, people of status, influence, but their family is in a wreck. I mean, just... just broken and infidelity and, and all that, that's not prosperity, right? So the Bible tells us that, that true prosperity first emanates or originates from our internal well-being in our soul. You know, it's our spiritual well-being determines how well we are in every aspect of life. So God is wanting to zoom us in on where the source is when we want to pursue prosperity. You know, over this Chinese New Year season, we, we, we speak prosperity a lot to one another. And God wants to bring us to the source of it. He says, that is where it begins. In Chinese, we say, this is where we work on first, internal prosperity. It's called soul prosperity. All right. And, and where does this soul prosperity come from? How do we bring uh, prosperity to our soul? It comes from knowing God. The scripture clearly tells us that. <clears throat> All right, so we, we'll go to the next scripture. 2 Peter 1, 2 Peter 1, 2, it says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you. Grace and peace. By the way, grace is God's empowerment and, 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 and uh, 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 His love for you. All right, and, and he, also his peace, which is his shalom. Remember, shalom is God's, what kind of blessing? Hampalang blessing. You know, God's total wellness to you. All this comes to you, and these are all true prosperity. God's favor upon you. All these are multiplied to you. They don't trickle to you. They, they are multiplied to you through your knowledge of God. How much you know Him. And you know, it says here, let me read. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of, our, of Jesus our Lord. The, you know, by the way, I've said this and I'll say it again. In the Hebraic expression of knowing God, it's more than just mental information. Oh, I know about that. 
oh, that so-and-so has been promoted to be the CEO. Yeah, I, I know about that. It's not that no. All right, the, the Hebraic expression of no is intimate relationship, it's experiential. So, so, when, so the scripture says God's grace, His empowerment, His favour, God's peace, His shalom, His all-embracing blessing is multiplied to you according to your knowledge of God. You're knowing Him, experiencing Him, encountering Him. It's, it, it's measured by that. It's determined by that, by your knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. It is when you know God that you begin to see Verse 3, all right? That you begin to see your, through knowing God, you will come to know as well as to realize what His divine power has granted to you, which is everything. That is hampalang, semua, everything. Everything pertaining to life and godliness. Everything. What is life? Natural living. What is godliness? Spiritual living. Natural spiritual, complete prosperity God has given you through your knowledge of Him, through your encounter, experience, your knowledge of Him as your God. And as if that is not enough, God, repeat again, there's a comma here, through the true knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and excellence. So to the degree that we come to know God and encounter and experience Him, you will come to know and to realize, experience, enjoy all that God has, has caused to be given you, blessed you with, lavished upon you. Everything physical and spiritual, natural and supernatural, all things. It's a superlative in their adjective, in their description. Everything, everything. It comes through knowing God. So it is the knowledge of God that leads us to the knowledge of everything else that He has provided for us, whether natural or spiritual. Amen? All right. I will come back to these key thoughts. Really, God sends His Word to want to prosper us. And this year, He wants, I really feel His heart in in wanting his earnestness, he's wanting to see us prosper in life. You know, the true kind of prosperity. You know. And how do we feed the prosperity is the, is the gist of this, the essence of this message. The knowledge of God is what leads us to the knowledge of all good things, realization of all the good that God has brought into our, into our life. And as a side note, by the way, ultimately, you know what God is wanting to give you? It's not just your gong fa cai, your shen ti jian kang, and your wan shi ru, you know, the, uh, every, everything go the way of your heart's desire and all the prosperity financially and, and all your physical health. Ultimately, what's the ultimate gift God wants to give you? He wants to give you His kingdom. Now, that is absolute prosperity. He wants to give you the whole kingdom. Luke chapter 12, verse 32 says, Don't be afraid, little flock, because your father delights to give you what? The kingdom. He wants to give you the whole kingdom. That, was, that is what he's after. So, there is no lack of want on God's part to prosper you. That's why he sends you his word so that you can access what He wants to give you. So we need to learn to work with His Word. I, I, I'm, I'm emphasizing this because it's a season that God wants us to lay hold of the fullness of what we have in Christ by learning how to work His Word. He's giving us His Word. Remembering in the last uh, session, I talked about how when God gave the instruction and the command to Adam to, to rule and reign. 
to rule and reign. He, when he spoke over them, be fruitful and multiply and dominate over all creation. And the next thing he gave him is seeds. Remember the scripture I show us? You must learn how to work with seeds or you'll never experience the dominion. And God really wants to coach us in this, especially in this season, how to work with the word that he's giving us to prosper through, to thrive by, and to dominate through it. Knowing how to sow and to reap. Working the law of seed time and harvest. Matthew chapter 6. Let's come to this scripture now. Matthew chapter 6 verse 31. Do not worry then, saying, what will we eat or what will we drink? Who is speaking in this scripture? Jesus, our Lord. He says, or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles, the people who do not know God at that point, you know, the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first His kingdom. Because ultimately, He's wanting to give you His whole kingdom. Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So God is directing us to really the source of it. That that it is His will that we prosper in every area of life and that all this, all, all this prosperity comes from our soul being prosperous. And where, how can our soul become prosperous? It comes from knowing God, encountering Him, experiencing Him. And eventually, through this growth in the knowledge of Him, eventually He wants to hand us the kingdom. Wow! So, so the key thought at this point is when you pursue the kingdom, all things that you need in life will pursue you. If you just pursue your kingdom. This is where the world goes wrong. The world goes, wow, you know, I you know, like, like if you want money, you really give your life to pursue money or pursue fame or, pers or, or you know, and I've said before, many people, many people expend all their youth, their strength, their vitality, their, their everything to pursue money. And then when they get all the money, now they have to spend all their money to get back their health, their youth, their strength. You know, it's just gone right. I mean, like, like you're going after the wrong thing. God said, you just pursue my kingdom. All this thing will pursue you. And so he's making us smart, you know, in his, in his economy. You know, making us smart in his realm, in his kingdom. And so this is true prosperity. Where does it begin? It is His will. Where does it begin? How do we begin to have it? And how can we strengthen it? You know, how? By pursuing the kingdom. So I want to make a quick summary of the key points, all right, to this point. Because I feel that it is really important. The summary of the key points. All right, one. It is God's will that we, His beloved children, prosper in every area of life. Shout Amen. amen. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm boiling it down to a few key points, just four key points for us. Right, so you don't miss any point. And second key point, this all-rounded prosperity, which is in all aspects of life, is the result of our soul being prosperous. You must know, where do you work on if you want? You don't pursue money for money's sake. You pursue wholeness in your soul, money will come according to the Word of God. Health will be there. That's why many a times when we minister to people who are ill, you know, you actually could see it coming because this person had been living in bitterness, resentment, and all that for years of his life or her life. It is no wonder that this person catches 
all kinds of diseases. You know, when your soul is not well, you are not well physically eventually. Right? We all know that principle. So the key here is that spiritual wellness determines the wellness of life in all aspects according to the Word of God. And that is wisdom from heaven. In all aspects of life, whether natural or supernatural, physical or spiritual, wellness is first determined by how well are you internally, in your, in your thought life, in your heart, in your values, in your beliefs. These are soul prosperity. Very key. All right. Now this prosperity, where does it come from? Where does it come from? This prosperity in the soul comes from knowing God. And God's word is really clear about that. Through the knowledge of Him, that we receive everything pertaining to life and godliness, natural and supernatural, through the true knowledge of Him. The word of God emphasized again the second time. First time He said, through the knowledge of Him. Second time He says, through the true knowledge of Him. If there's true knowledge, that means there are false knowledge. And that's where it goes wrong. No wonder the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so will his life be. You know, what you believe is really important, my brothers and sisters. It determines the outcome of your life. And so God always go after our belief, our heart, when He wants to address an issue in our life. Because what you believe is what you receive. And, and, and God today wants us to be really, really clear about this from His Word. This prosperity of the soul comes from knowing Him. And, know, and it is knowing and experiencing God that leads to the knowledge and realization of everything He has given to us in life. You can't see them unless you encounter Him. You cannot pursue through following some special success motivators or some guru's instruction and all. You can't. The only way to God's fullness is through the knowledge of Christ through receiving Him as Lord and Savior, through experiencing His presence, knowing His ways and His words. All this brought, brings us to the fullness of our experience as God's children, accessing our inheritance in Him. Amen? Amen. It is knowing God that we receive His kingdom, He says, which is His ultimate gift to us. That's ultimate prosperity. What do you want? Not just money, health. I want to give you my whole kingdom, God says. It delights me to hand my kingdom to you. So he said, because of that, he, he asked us, pursue my kingdom above all. That is true prosperity. Which is the, the next key point. When you pursue his kingdom, divine prosperity pursues us. He teaches us his principle. Put him first. So in the last session, I talked about, I, I, I brought us to the Scripture in the book of Haggai, you know, talking to about how some people they sow and they don't they still are in lag and they, they give and they still have not enough, you know, and what it is, what's the reason for it? And God say, Because my house is in desolation and you are just you know looking at building your own own patch, you know. God said, You take care of my house, I'll take care of your house. That's seek ye first the kingdom. That's the principle here. Put God first. Put God as your priority. Seek first His kingdom. He said, your house, don't worry about your house. I want to give Him my whole kingdom. You seek first the interest of the kingdom. Be my extension and expression of my kingdom's glory through your life. Your house will be in good shape. You know, seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all the things that you need, you need in life, they pursue you. You don't even have to pursue them. They will pursue you. They will come upon you, he says. So with that, you know, we want to, we, 
Let us be, be uh, uh, made aware of the fundamentals of what is true prosperity. How, where it comes from, it is His will. How does it start in our life? It begins with the prosperity of our soul. How can we prosper in our soul? It comes from knowing God. You know? And knowing God is what causes you to be able to realize His ultimate prosperity, which is His kingdom given to you. Lo and behold, that's the message. Very simple, very clear, so that we do not uh, miss what, what, what God wants to give us. This year, He really wants us to know how to work with His Word. His Word, feeding His Word into our soul, because that is where it all, it, it determines the outcome of our life. But before I come to that, I want to first help us know and be convinced that prosperity has been bought and paid for by our Lord Jesus Christ. All right. It is your portion. Because over the years, I've come across so, uh, many, uh, uh, so to say, Christians or believers who are unbelieving. You know, they call themselves believers. They are really full of unbelief when it comes to the area of God's provision or God's healing. You know, and, and I want it to, or maybe they, they feel like they are not good enough. They don't deserve yet God's uh, uh, restoration in their life and all of that. So I need to first help you get past the wrong belief first. I show you the scripture that, that says that it is God's will that you prosper in every area of your life. So far, are you convinced? Yeah, amen, amen. Secondly, I want to tell you that prosperity has been paid for. Our Lord Jesus paid the ultimate price for it. Now, look at 2 Corinthians 8 uh, and verse 9 with me. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, yet for your sakes He became poor, so that you, through His poverty, might become, might become rich. He paid the price. The Lord of glory was stripped of everything he, he possessed as a naked man on the cross. Not even a shred of decency for him or of a loincloth. That's extreme poverty so that you can experience his extreme prosperity. Do you know that? He paid the price. He, he paid the price for your prosperity. I unabashedly declare that. Tell the one next to you, do you know he paid the price for your prosperity? Come on, help me preach. Help me convince one another. You know, he paid the price. So I, I can come to him unashamed, unembarrassed to come to him and say, Daddy, I, I'm claiming my provision in you because Jesus paid the price. Prosperity has been bought and paid for by the sacrifice of his son Jesus. If prosperity has been bought and paid for, then I want you to ask, how am I living in the reality of it right now? How do I? How do I live in the reality of what he, he so clearly states He has already purchased for me? It's like someone who bought me a car and gave me the down payment already asked, I mean the, the, the invoice and said, go collect it from the showroom, you know, on this day and this time because I paid for it, make a full payment and the invoice is in my hand for me to go claim my car. It's as good as that. So if God so clearly states that Jesus Christ paid the ultimate price, he, he took on ultimate, extreme poverty in order to, to, to bring you His extreme prosperity, which is actually His kingdom that He wants to give you. You saw the scripture. Why are we not living the reality of it? What does it take? What does it take? The question now is, what does it take for us to live in the manifestation of this truth and reality? 
You know what is you know what it takes? <sighs> the renewal of our minds to this truth and reality. Because belief is what gives us the access. Unbelief, you know this principle in the Bible. Unbelief is what stopped us, hindered us from being able to access our reality in Christ. Right? Like just like the, the Canaan. God told told them, I've given you the whole land. Go in, go in. I've given you cities you never build, houses filled with good things you never fill, wells you never dug, olivias, vineyards you, you, you've never planted. I want you to go in and take. The battle belongs to me now. You go in and take. God told the Israelites, having delivered them out of the slavery in Egypt. Did they go in and take? They did not. And the Bible so clearly tells us in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 that because of their unbelief, they could not lay hold of what God has already has already given them. Just go in and take. Unbelief stops them. Today, it's the same impediment that stops believers from accessing their fullness of inheritance in Christ. Belief and unbelief, that's the issue. That's, that's where the Word of God comes in. It's so, so important. Imagine with me if one day, in one day by chance, you came to find out that, that a really, really rich uncle of yours had passed away several years ago. And he passed away as a bachelor. He's never married, never had children. He actually passed away and he actually bequeathed his entire wealth of hundreds of millions of dollars to you, not Indian rupee, eh? of, of, of dollars, all right, to you. you. You find out by chance one day, all right, and somehow the information did not get to you that he's already signed, he's already bequeathed everything to you. And you found out now the information never got to you. What would you do? What would you do? Really take a moment of holy imagination with me. I mean, you would do everything it takes, right? To want to find out where, where is that letter? Where is a certificate, whatever, the inheritance? Where, where is the legal document? Where is it, right? You want to, to claim it all. What has been given you? You know what? I hope you have that urge right now in you to find out what God has given you in Christ, which is the kingdom, and that you, 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 that you have never accessed, you know, which is far more than a few hundred million. It's far more than a trillion. It's the whole kingdom. He says, I, I, he likes me to give you my whole kingdom. And he wants you to, to access it. He wants you to lay hold of it. He wants you to steward it to reveal his glory. Would you agree to the assignment? Uh, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I want to be used by God. You know. And God, God wants you to know that. He's given you so much. Like the prophetic word just now that I gave from the beginning of this message. He said, I'm for your good. I'm for your good. I want to see you walk and live in the fullness of your identity and inheritance in me. And, I, and for that, I send you my word. I send you my word to work with, to that you may grow into the fullness of your stature in Christ. You know, he, he, he wants us to access it. And He sends His Word as our way and means of, of growing into that place of dominion, of prosperity and dominion. This is the description of God's financial provision for you. Fully paid for by Jesus Christ, right? I've shared this before. I want to remind us again. 2 Corinthians 9.8 is God's financial plan and provision for you. 
I want us to see this clearly. And then based on this, you pray to God about it. You pursue this. God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will have, you will abound or have an abundance. And other versions say, in every good work, every adjective, term of description in this scripture is superlative. It's, it's extreme. All grace, all times, in all things, having all that you need, you have all the abundance to do all good works. Do you know that's God's financial plan for you? Are you there yet? Who is there yet? I really like to get to know you. <laughs> do you know that's God's plan for you? Do you know that's what Jesus has already redeemed for you when I say the Lord has paid the price? Prosperity has been paid for, has been purchased for you. Asking, and God is asking you to go claim it. This is what Jesus has paid for you. This is His reality for you. How would you want to go about claiming your inheritance? This is, is the intention and design for every one of His, of his beloved children. And so His scripture tells us, this is what I've given you. Now, children, go after it. Unabashedly. You don't even have to be embarrassed about it. It's been paid for. It's been paid for. And the Bible says, He delights in the prosperity of His servant. He delights how much more if it's for His servant, how much more His children. Do you know God so wants to see you prosper? And he, he doesn't want wrong belief, wrong understanding you know, to, to warp you, to Twist your mind and heart about this matter. And oh, you know, in a uh, false kind of humility, you know, uh, I, uh, I'm not good enough. And, and God said, no, no, I paid for it. And I want you to claim it. I want you to live in the reality of it so that I can, my glory, my goodness can be revealed through the way you live your life in generosity, in revealing His compassion, His mercy, His goodness. Amen? Amen? And so all this is determined by the state of our soul. I want to remind us again, 3 John 2 again, just as your soul prospers. And so we want to zoom in on the soul. This year, in 2019, I, want, I feel like the word, God's word for us is, I want you to be aggressive about this. Aggressive in the way you sow. Aggressive and strategic in the way you sow and to get your intentional harvest. And God will work with you. If you're willing to respond to His word, He will work with you to see to it that you get the harvest and breakthrough. That you sow desire. Some even for years already, whether it be in health or relationship or financial, in every aspect, in every aspect. God already said so clearly, I, I want you to prosper in every sphere of life. And for, to understand that, we need to deal with our soul. We need to know the right kind of soul food. So I, I want to quickly recap the, the truth about our, the triune man for those who have not been through our Gospel Academy. All right? You are made in three parts. All right? The triune man. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 tells us this. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your spirit, soul, and body be kept sound and blameless for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the Bible clearly, the Bible clearly tells us we are constituted of three parts. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Do you know that's your reality? All right. So 
you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Now, we, we have learned that in Gospel Academy, right? And if you study the Word of God, you will find out that the soul of man is also three parts. You know, it's, it's made up of our mind, our will, our emotion. What you think will shape your state of emotion. And with what you believe and your state of emotion, you will make the decision, the will. <clears throat> this is in our soul. According to the Word of God, the prosperous soul is one in which the mind, the emotion, and the will, they all align with God's truth, God's character, God's reality. There's a person that is whole. A person that is whole. Now, this person is a person that thinks God's thoughts, feel God's heart, and make decisions that God would make. That is a prosperous man. That is a, that's why we call that a godly man. He's like God in the way he thinks, the way he believes, the way he feels, the way he makes decisions. His actions reflect God's character. We say this person is a godly, godly person. That is truly a prosperous person. <clears throat> it begins with our soul. Remember in, uh, in the Gospel of the Academy, you know, we taught us that, that our spirit man, the moment you are born again, your spirit is perfect. You don't need any more growth and training and all. Your spirit is one spirit with him. The Bible clearly tells us that. So your spirit is no longer the problem. The challenge is in our soul. The way we think, the way we feel, the way we make decisions, oh, it's been wrecked up by our life before we came to know Christ. You know, we, 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 we may even have picked up certain habits, taste, orientation that is ungodly. Uh, those things in the soul need change, needs to come into alignment with, with the reality in our spirit, man. But your spirit is perfect, Remember? Remember? And so that's why we want to zoom in on the soul. What do we feed our soul? Because our soul is what? Now, the gatekeeper now of how much of God we can reveal or reflect through our lives. We learn, we, 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 we learn that in the Gospel Academy. So, what, so after one get, a person gets born again, his spirit becomes perfect, being one with the Spirit of God. What is needed thereafter is we work on our soul. How do we align our soul with God and with God's truth and reality, right? How do we, the key here is how do we train or nurture our soul to be aligned with God? That is the question. And that's why I center this message on soul food. What do we feed our soul? How do we train or nurture our soul to be aligned with God? How? How? Where do we go from here? We've got to feed it the right things. I'll make this message so practical you cannot miss. You've got to feed the right things to your soul. What you see, what you hear, what you dwell your heart upon really are the food that you put into your soul. It begins with feeding the right things to your soul. This year, I want you to be really intelligent about this. Don't put junk food in there. Because junk food is going to create some really bad crops, bring about some really bad crops in your life, you know, that will sap away uh, what could have been the potential of the good things you have sown into your life. It begins with putting in the right things. So I use the term soul food because this is what, this is what I've been hearing the whole week. You know, I felt the Holy Spirit is saying the soul food. You know, you've got to determine your soul food. I'm borrowing a term. All right, soul food actually. Don't anybody here know what is soul food? 
It's actually an American expression. Soul food is a term referring to, to um, African-American cuisine uh, recipes that were made famous in the 60s and 70s. It's an African-American style of cooking. <laughs> very high calorie, very high carbs, a lot of oil content. Yeah, anyway, uh, it's called soul food, by the way. So you go to the US, there are places where they have soul food restaurants. You know, yeah. But, but this is what has been my heart ringing all week, so I'm, I'm borrowing that term. You know, uh, what do you feed your soul? That is your soul food. What are you feeding upon? You know, you've got to put in the right stuff because we know, right? Garbage in, garbage out. Word of God in, faith comes out. Right? So what you feed your soul is really important. You know, the whole week the Lord has been speaking to this, uh, speaking this to me. What are you feeding your soul? What are you feeding your soul? It starts with very practical lifestyle issue. If you feed your soul all day long with, with TV dramas and, 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 and whatever, uh, CSI, what, what, what kind of shows on TV, I don't know. You know. All that, do you know you're feeding your soul? You're feeding your soul and what comes out will be that you feed it. The input will determine what's the output. And so God wants us to get really practical. What are you feeding? First of all, He tells us to feed what to our soul? What does He want us to feed? Yes. So we begin with the word. All right, God wants to want us to feed His Word into our, our soul. And, and I want to recap what I, I shared briefly last few sessions now on intentional, on strategic seeding. What do you feed our soul? And I, I reminded us that God's storehouse has the seed for every crop that you desire or want. It's all found in His Word. And too many for us to list here. If you say, oh, but I, I need direction uh, in life right now. I'm lost. I'm on the crossroad of my career or whatever. God says His Word provides direction. That's why He says in Psalms 119, you know, uh, verse 105, Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light for my whole path. His Word provides direction in life, wisdom and direction in life, right? I say, no, no, but that's not what I need now at the moment. I'm just sick. I, I, all I need is bodily healing. Yes, His Word brings bodily healing. Proverbs 4.22 says, for the, the Word of God, they are alive to those who find them, healing to the entire body. So I challenged us last week that, you know, learn to go after the Word of God. What is the deficit or lack in your life? I'm telling you this, God's Word has the answer. If you agree, say amen. It has the seed for any kind of crop you want to harvest. It's waiting for you to go after it, radically go after it, seed it, feed on it. And, and so many other things. Wisdom you need is found in the Word. What a wholeness, relational healing, reconciliation in our household. It's all found in the Word. Go read book of Ephesians about the family and how God's Word is what brings the family together. His Word is good seed. Remember, in the last session, His Word is good seed. He's confident in His seed. And His Word says that His seed will always germinate. It will grow and eventually bear the fruits that you are supposed to have planting those seeds. So in the last session, I, I challenge us to go after the specific seed. Don't plant the wrong seeds. So the Word of God has Every kind of seed. 
I'm a gardener, I told you, right? So many a times I walk into a nursery, I look for the seed I want. I want because I want planning my next harvest, you know. What do I want to grow and, and harvest? Is it cherry tomato or is it rockets, you know, arugula? What? And I go after the seeds, you know. I'm very specific about what I want because I have in mind what I want, you know, the harvest. And God wants us to do the same with His Word. What is it that you need? And He's telling you, my, my, my beloved children, I have the seeds for you. It begins with my seed. Learn to work with, with, the, with my word. You will always get the harvest that you desire. This, Isaiah 55, he says this in verse 11. My word, which comes from my mouth, is like the rain and snow. It will not come back to me without results, but it will accomplish whatever I want and achieve whatever I send it to do. His word is good seed. Tell the one next to you, his word is good seed. His word is good seed, Natasha. His word is good seed. He's confident in his word. He said, my word is good. You will always accomplish what I send it for. So my beloved children, work with my word. I give you my word to prosper. I give you my word so that you can grow in dominion, grow in strength, grow in wellness in every sphere of your life. God's word is good seeds. They carry great power. His word is, is, is the very building block of the whole universe. I've said that many times. God not only created the whole universe with his, using His words. By the way, listen good. God not only created the whole universe using His word. He sustained the whole universe. And other versions say He upholds the whole universe by His word. He not only created the universe with His Word, He sustained the universe with His words. His Word is really powerful. So the Scripture tells us that in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, He upholds the universe by the Word of His power. His Word has a lot of power. When His Word is in your household, it holds your household together. When His Word is in your marriage, it, uh, it sustains your marriage. When His Word comes upon your children, it, it, it causes them to develop healthily. His Word is powerful and His Word always works. His Word always works. Always works. He's confident in His Word. He said, you will always accomplish what I send it for. It's just that you are not convinced enough to sow it. You are not convinced enough to to, to, to dress it, to cultivate it. My word is good. Now learn to work with my words, he's saying. So this same word of his power has been entrusted to you to not only build your world, but also to sustain and to uphold your world. So what have you been doing with the word of God? What you do with the word determines how much of God's power is released into your life. Isn't that so? I mean, you look, he upholds the universe by the word of his power. His word carries his power. And so what you, work, what you do with the word really determines how much of God's power can flow, release into your life. So let us sing in for a moment. What have I been doing with the word of God? For, and the word being so powerful, let me emphasize this, emphasize this. No matter how good the seeds are, the last week I was in Israel, I bought good seeds. <laughs> New strain of arugula. <laughs> I haven't planted yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they are good seeds, you know. But I tell you, no matter how good those seeds are, they do nothing and they accomplish nothing until they are planted into the ground. 
So far, do you agree? No matter how good, how powerful, I tell you, oh, this seed of power, this seed, I tell you, this seed power, I can talk about it, rave about it, how much I paid for it. It does no good for me until I plant it. Because I said in the last session, seeds are dead until it found its contact with ground, moisture, light, air. It has certain confluence of factors that when it meets, it comes alive. The Word of God is powerful, but it does nothing for you until you plant it in your heart. Let it sing in for a while. Before you plant it, actually they are dead still. But, but when you plant it in your heart, it, He guarantees it will begin to release His power to accomplish whatever He wants, He said, and achieve whatever He sent it to achieve. Wow! So many of us have a lot of His words. We have Bible sitting on the shelf collecting cobwebs and dust. No point. No point. You collect all the version and all that. You know, it does nothing for you until it is planted in your heart. Amen. And I tell you, people, God's word is good soul food. Good, good. Well, I can think tongue. <laughs> Okay, I've got to talk to my PA about this. Getting too graphic is very distracting. <laughs> no, no, I want to rush back home. <laughs> mm. God's word is good soul food. It, what it means is it makes your soul prosperous. So I want to ask you, are you happy with your life right now? Are you utterly, con completely contented with the state of your walk with God right now? Be honest, be honest. Or do you feel like, mm, actually, there's a lot of room for growth? Or there are a lot of rooms for improvement, you know? Or I'd like to see greater breakthrough in this particular arena of my life. You know, how about the state of, of, of your career? Are you completely happy? You know, what about your marriage, your children, your family? What about your walk with Him? Are you, are you totally satisfied? I want us to know if you're not happy with any particular area, ask yourself, what have you been feeding your soul with? That is what determines whatever is the outcome right now. You are exactly and directly a reflection of everything that you have fed your soul with till now. Just like your body right now, it reflects exactly all the bakwa you have eaten or not eaten into you. You are a direct, some total reflection of everything you have fed your body. You know, some, are, some people are very well-rounded for all the wrong reasons. You know, they're well-rounded. God wants you to be well-rounded in His prosperity in your life. Not necessarily referring to the shape of your body. All right, now. You are now, actually, spiritually speaking, you are now a direct reflection of everything you've ever fed into your soul, right? Because we found out from God's Word, it's your soul. The state of your soul determines the state of your life in every aspect of life. So I want us to really give heed to the Word of God today. I really hear the Father's cry, I really want to prosper you, but my child, work with my Word. Work with the seeds I'm putting in your hands. So the Word of God is good soul food. If you agree, shout Amen. And I also want to introduce to you other good soul foods. Uh, this is in the spirit of the season. <laughs> right. Other. Not only does God tell us to feed His Word into our soul, He also specifically instructs us to be strategic 
and intentional to feed other good stuff to our soul. Where do we find this scripture? Ah, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Finally, my brothers and sisters, always think about what is true. Uh, think about what is noble, right, pure. Think about what is lovely and worthy of respect. If anything is excellent or worthy of praise, think about those kinds of things. You know what is God telling us? He's giving us His recipe. His recipe of good soul food that will prosper us. And how do we take it in? We think upon them. We meditate upon these things. So it's, it's not just all upon the Word of God, but everything good that matches the Word of God. There are things in life that are pure, that are excellent, things that are virtuous. God says, you, you feed this to your soul. So be selective. Be selective what you're feeding to your soul. There's some drama you shouldn't be watching. You know, things with blood and gore and, 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 and violence, and we, we shouldn't be watching. Unclean, last food, you know, immoral. We shouldn't be, oh, oh, cry with it, laugh with it. No, no, you're feeling your soul. And you know what? It will bring about its corresponding results. You, what a man sow, he will reap. Bible says that let God not be mocked. What you sow, you will reap. And if you sow sparingly, you reap, you reap sparingly. You sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. God said He will not be mocked in this law of the universe called the law of seed time and harvest. And so God said, be intelligent, my people. Be selective what you are allowing yourself to be exposed to. You've got to be strategic in your seeding to get your intentional harvest. Amen? Amen. You must be careful and selective in what you think upon, what you allow your heart to dwell upon. It will determine the outcome this year, 2019. What we will celebrate by the end of this year together. Wow, think about that. It will affect your finances, your marital state of being, your relationship with your children, your career, every area of your life. What you allow your heart and mind to feed upon. A prosperous soul is one that thinks on the things that are found in the Word or things that are in line with the Word. So far, do you agree? Do you agree? The mind is the arena of the most intense spiritual warfare. The Bible tells us that. Do you know most of the fights of the enemy against you take place in the mind? And victory or defeat is determined in the mind. And the Word of God emphasizes that. Did you know that? All the, that fight is, is in our thinking, our beliefs, in our mind. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. I do live in the world, but I, I don't fight my battles the way the people of the world do. Now, these are for intelligent Christians or intelligent in the things of the Spirit. The weapons I fight with, this is Apostle Paul speaking, the, the weapons I fight with are not the weapons of the, that the world uses. In fact, it is just the opposite. My weapons have the power of God to destroy the camps of the enemy. Remember what carries the power of God? His Word. And he goes on to say, I destroy every claim and every reason that keeps people from knowing God. I keep every thought under control in order to make it obey Christ. And so this whole, whole description of spiritual warfare and about weapons, is about thoughts, it's about reasoning, it's about knowledge, things that, that is against the Word of God, things that prevent people from knowing God. He said, I destroy. I destroy using the right thought, the right belief that matches the Word of God. I keep every thought under control. He's, he said, Paul, Apostle Paul says, I'm careful with, with the thoughts that come in because the enemy would want to see 
for bad crops in your life. We have to be savvy about this. And I want to share this from my heart, you know, as a shepherd of the house, you know, people, please guard your heart. Because some, we are living in a generation where immorality, unclean things, evil things, permeates every arena of life and social media and TV and movie. And, and after a while, we can become jaded and actually our threshold is really, really low now in allowing those things to come in. And we think it's okay because everybody watches, everybody laughs at these unclean jokes and unclean sitcom, whatever. And you know what? We let our guards down and all the bad seeds come in. And the enemy laughs. It chokes out all the good seeds that God is wanting to, to bring about the good harvest in your life. So when you seed the mind, what you seed the mind, your seed, what you seed the mind, really determine, it can determine life and death for you. Do you know that? And the Word of God tells us about that. Romans 8.5 says, Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what nature, that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind controlled by the sinful nature is death. Ayo. But the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. So what you feed your mind can either bring life or bring death. It can bring life to your marriage or death to your marriage. It can bring life to your physical body or death to your physical body. What you allow to come into your mind and your, and your belief system. So, hear the warning of the Lord this day. God is for your good. And God wants you to, to rethink this area. You know, what are you allowing things to come into your heart? What are you constantly exposing yourself to? It really shapes your life. Remember God's word, you know, and prophetic counsel for us this year is strategic seeding, strategic seeding for intentional harvest. And this year, we will see much divine harvest and breakthrough if we just give heed to what the Lord is telling us, how we can fashion and design 2019 to be for our family, for our ministry, for the church, for our career, for our work. Not only must we be selective with what we sow into our life, we must also be very vigilant to keep out the bad seeds that the enemy seeks to sow into our field to mess up our harvest. So it's, it's both ways. Not only just looking out for the good seeds to sow, we must also looking out for the bad seeds to reject. Can I hear amen for that? All right. So, so, so the Word of God uh, warned us about this. Jesus Himself, our Lord Jesus, He warned us about this in Matthew 13, 24. He presented another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. So we are attempting to sow good seeds, all right, this year. We're going to put the Word of God in. We're going to put everything good, all the good soul food, that which is good, lovely, pure, true, just, excellent, virtuous, worthy of praise and respect, right? We want to put those things in, but I want you to know there is a war. I said in the last two sessions, if the enemy cannot stop you from putting good stuff, good seeds, if he cannot stop that, his, his strategy changed to put in bad seeds, to drain from the same ground from you. So it says, Jesus said, all right. It may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field, but while people were sleeping, his enemy came, sowed weeds among the wheat, and left. When the plants sprouted and produced grain, then the weeds also appeared. That's how the enemy hinders. 
He also wants to sow bad things. And, and I saw prophetically as I was preparing this message, many of us have already let our guards down to, let, to allow the enemy to sow a lot of bad things in our daily life, in that which we get, we, we consume as our entertainment, that which we read, that which we are watching, that which we listen, and that's not good. And, 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 and it is harming us, actually. Enemy still sowing those seed, bad seeds while you're talking about. Just only talking about putting good seeds. He's already been sowing all the bad seeds. And you know what? You will still get the same bad crops this year if you do not stop that. That's why in the past two sessions, I talked about burning it away, right? God said you can actually burn away the bad crop. Repentance and prayer. And I will heal the land, says the Lord. You know, so we want to start this year good. We want to guard our heart. We want to guard our heart from what the enemy wants to sow to, 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 to drain away from our potential good harvest. All right, Proverbs 4.23 so clearly tells us, guard your heart above all else for it is the source of life. Say with me, I will guard my heart. I'll be careful what I allow to come into my heart. Yes. Please be careful. I want to pray with us about this as we're ending. We're ending now. I want to pray that, you know, we'll be vigilant about this. You know, some, some uh, version of translation say, be vigilant to guard your heart. And this, uh, or guard your heart above all else. It means as a top priority, you must guard your heart because it is the source of life. It is what, the, it is what determines how your life turns out to be. So God says, you know, the enemy seeks to come to so bad seas while you're sleeping. So the scripture is about vigilance. Sleeping means there's no sobriety, there's no vigilance, and, and, and we, we're eating junk food. We're feeding junk food to our soul, and that's not good. And God wants to give you a really prosperous year. In China, well, we're still in the Chinese New Year season. We talk about prosperity, prosperity. God is saying, I want to give you true prosperity. But my children, work with me. Work with me. Throw out the bad seeds. Burn the bad crops. Guard your heart. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. I know some people, you struggle in reading the word. When we say, oh, the book of the month, First uh, Thessalonians, you know. By the way, read First Thessalonians with us this month. You know. You know. And, and, and you, want to, you want to read, but I have no appetite for it. You know, don't worry. Just eat it by faith. Your appetite will come. I said before many times, God's word, the more you eat, the hungrier you get. It's the other way around. It's not like physical food. The more you eat, the less hungry you are, right? God's word is when you have no appetite, that's when you, it shows you the need to eat. But when you eat it, the appetite will come and you will prosper. You will prosper. Amen? Amen, you will prosper. What goes into your heart will become reality in every area of your life. So put in the good stuff. Feed yourself good soul food. All right? In the uh, sessions, uh, next session to come, I want to continue to help us to, to sieve out good soul food for our life. You know, and, and I'm very, I want to be asked to be very intentional this year in, in seeing God's divine harvest take place within this year that we sow, just like Isaac. Yeah, within the year, he had a hundred folds, even in the midst of famine. This year, we, I declare divine, supernatural harvest of God in your life. Breakthrough upon breakthrough. Amen. So I want, you to, I want to invite you to stand. I want to invite you to stand. All right? Now, uh, can a musician come and just play softly? Yeah, but I felt like the Holy Spirit is wanting to talk to us because He's wanting to get very practical. Some of us, you know, He really, it really takes the Holy Spirit to show you what are the bad seeds you've been sowing without even 
realizing it. And the Holy Spirit is telling you, that is not edifying you. My child, would you stop it? Would you put it down? You know, and my grace is sufficient for you to make that decision. You know. So I want you to take a moment, just close your eyes. You know, I believe the Holy Spirit is wanting to talk to people. You know, what are you allowing? You may be allowing certain things to be sown into your heart, into your mind, into your household without recognizing that they are bad seeds and they are capturing your attention, incubating for very bad crops and outcome in your life. And God is wanting to tell you, you can make a decision to not let this germinate in your life. Stop. Uh, God is wanting great grace for us to be able to stop those bad seeds from coming in. It could be negligence of spending time with your children. It could be, it could be a bad habit. It could be some ungodly relationship that is putting bad seeds into your heart. I don't know. But I just really feel like the Holy Spirit is wanting to show us. And, 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 and would you humble yourself, open your hearts and say, Holy Spirit, come, show me. Are there things I allow that I should not? And I want to draw upon your grace. One, to repent. Two, to make a decision today, I will stop. And I will tell the enemy, no, no, you will not come into my land. You will not throw seeds into my field anymore because I will, my, my land, my field belongs to the Lord. My heart belongs to our Lord, my Lord Jesus. And I, I'm not a garbage can. I will not allow you any longer to come in and put in unclean things, strifeful things, ungodly beliefs and thoughts, the Holy Spirit is speaking to hearts. So Father, I thank you that, that today you're speaking to your children, you love us, and you're wanting to eradicate all the bad seeds, whether those who have yet to germinate or have already germinated. Lord, Lord, we want to surrender them to you. We, we, we repent. If the Lord shows you something, would you say, I repent, Lord, and I ask that you, you, you yank this out of my life from the roots up, Lord, I re I take it away from me. Thoughts of jealousy, strife, confusion, distraction, uncleanness, and, and it's causing you to, it, it's defiled your appetite, it's defiled your marriage or whatever. Would you talk to the Lord and say, I repent, Lord. Remove them. This year, would you heal my land? Would you bring restoration to my household? Would you bring repair to my business and career because I allowed some bad things to be sown into my life in this arena or that area of my life. You know, God is so good. He's so good. His mercy, His loving kindness is here. He did not tell us these words to condemn us. He's talking to us because He's wanting to bring healing. He's wanting to bring restoration. He's wanting to bring us into the fullness of our, our identity in Christ to be able to access the fullness of our inheritance he wants to set us up to receive His kingdom. He wants to prosper us for His glory. And so take a moment and allow the Holy Spirit to do something deep in you. Surrender that to Him when He's, he's reminding you that is bad. Would you give it to me? It's like sometimes you want to take away a certain thing our kids are playing with that we know is dangerous. And our kids say, no, I want it, I want it. And we say, no, honey, that, was, that will hurt you. That will cut you. That, that, that's going to do you harm. And God is doing that. Give it to me. Give it to me. My grace is sufficient for you. 
My grace is sufficient for you to have a clean start from here, sowing good seeds. For I'm setting you up, I'm setting you up for divine harvest this year, uh, supernatural breakthroughs this year. I'm setting you up to enjoy the fullness of my goodness that I've given you through my son, the sacrifice of my son. Lay hold of your inheritance right now. Father, we thank you. We thank you. You're doing something deep in us. And you're removing that which hurts and harms us. And Lord, we thank you that, that this year we want to declare as a church family that, that we will guard our heart with all diligence above all else because it's the source of life. And Father, we, we ask that you will grant us the grace to reject that which is bad, that which is evil, that which is loss-making in, in, in whatever kind of business idea, that which will harm us, that which defile us. Lord, we reject them, we repent that we allow entry to those things. So Lord, today, give us a fresh start, a clean slate to be set up for divine harvest of goodness of your glory in our life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is true spring cleaning, Lord, that we practice for the New Year season. Lord, you clean us up. Set us, for the, set us up for the spring of divine harvest in our life. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray to you in the unity of faith as a church family. Thank you, God, for a truly prosperous year. A year that we will see the harvest of souls in our family clan. A year that we see the harvest of finances and divine provision. The harvest of wholeness, spirit, soul and body. Thank you God. Thank you God. Thank you in advance for a year of divine harvest. Of supernatural breakthrough for your glory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I suddenly see children. I felt like the Lord is saying to some of us parents, you've allowed certain things to, 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 to come into your children's life. You don't exercise control and watch over them. And the Lord said, you need to look into those areas. So whoever are you parents that need that word, receive it in Jesus' name. You know, do something different. You've allowed things bad to come to their life. Make a decision to remove them. Things have defiled them in one way or another. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you love us and your words bring us wisdom. Your words releases grace, divine empowerment for us to live right before you. Thank you, Lord, that your grace has appeared and it gives us the power to reject ungodliness and worldly passion. And it causes us, your word causes us, Lord, your grace released through your word causes us to be able to live self-controlled, upright and godly life before you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for a truly prosperous year. Thank you for a truly prosperous year ahead. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All of God's people shout. Amen. 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 Would you wish the one next to you, I wish you true prosperity. I wish you true prosperity. True prosperity. Every aspect of your life. True prosperity. True prosperity. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. I want us to do something very special today. Alright. Remember those declarations of God's Word? We've gathered together. We've collated uh, prayer declarations that are actually constituted of all the different scriptures. Alright. And we have given... Who have received those 
those uh, declarations. Who have received those declarations? Alright, we're going to put it on the slides right now. And we want you to declare it over one another. These are all scriptures that we put together for health, for prosperity, for career blessedness, for family. And, and, and we want you to be able to, to declare them as our New Year greetings and declaration over one another. Would you do that? Would you just look at this and declare over... Just, it's okay, just look up and declare I, I, I speak over your business, workplace, ministry That you're surrounded with favour like a shield All the scriptural references are down here Alright, some of you have it in your hand You can use it Alright, I give us just only a few minutes Would you declare it over one another Just speak this over one another's life The Lord gives you knowledge Causes you to grow in wisdom In stature In favour with God and with man The Lord leads you by His presence Come on, read it. Speak it over one another. In all that you do, you are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. The Lord commands His blessings and prospers every work of your hands. I declare that Jesus Christ is Lord over every, every area of your life. Sow seeds. Sow seeds. Kingdom seeds. Amen? Next one. Next one. Alright. Okay. Speak it over one another. Come on. God gives you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. You will not lack wisdom for God grants it to you generously because you ask in faith. You trust in the Lord with all your heart. You do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways you will acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight your paths are pleasant and your ways satisfying. You have long life, I declare. Riches, honor because you love wisdom. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And next one, next one. God so loved you that He sent His Son to die on the cross so that you can experience life on God's term, terms. Healing is yours because of Jesus. His abundant life is manifested in you, making you whole. Spirit, soul, and body, you shall walk in divine health and vitality. Amen. 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 Those are good soul food. Hallelujah. 新年快乐,万事如意,心想事成。Amen.身体健康. The Lord bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. People, you can do this over your children, over your family. Okay, this Chinese New Year, go ask for it. Do we still have any more all given out already? Yeah, use them in the Chinese New Year. Yeah, I give you the best greetings from the Word of God and declare over your loved ones. Yeah, would you do that? No. Yeah, in case some of you ask, hey, where's Pastor Alan? Uh, he's ministering at our youth ministry these few weeks. Yeah, ministering to your teenagers. Alright, so let me, let me declare the high priestly blessing over you. In the name of Jesus, and with all my heart, with all my faith, I speak over you that the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord shine His face 
upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and may He give you His peace together. Come on, bless one another. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord shine His face upon you and be gracious to you. And be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you. And may He give you His peace. And may He give you shalom. One last time. And may He give you And you, and you, and you, and you, 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 you. Shalom. In Jesus' name be blessed. In Jesus' name be blessed. Be blessed, be blessed. Have the most prosperous Chinese New Year season you ever have in your life. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. amen. Bless someone before you go, okay? Release your blessing. Release the word of God. You have been listening to a Petra Church recording. We hope that you have been blessed. For more information and resources, visit us at petra.sg.